Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the SQR podcast, Core Rosenberg Radio. The music you're hearing in the background or you were listening to is all available on our SoundCloud. I want to make sure you can go there, tune in, subscribe, like us, go to the YouTube channel, check us out. However, tonight, tonight, <clears throat> it's about a woman who has inspired a movement, yes. a woman who's Someone seen her worth and the impact she's about to make on this world. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together and celebrate Jessica Martinez. Amen. The guest, Score Rosenberg Podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio. And she's here. And, you know, what, what, what's so funny is um, on this particular show, what we do is we dissect our guest. Because I'm okay. so curious, and because you're from the Latin persuasion, I'm so curious about all the seasonings. Mm. That goes into the pot, the sazon, the adobo. Oregano, comino, sofrito. Bong, yeah, whatever it took. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, now, that's now creating the movement that is Jessica Martinez and the Wear Your Crown Challenge that you're inspiring. And I, I want to go back. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. It's, it's, um, it's been long overdue mm. because not only the movement that you're supporting is fantastic, this podcast wanted to embrace your project. And I thank you for that, especially that you're a male leading the way and there's a, um, a silenced voice within the men as well. Like, of course, we're repping domestic violence. You know, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. But um, just like the women have been oppressed, I think, and I will dare to say, that men have been equally, if not more oppressed than women because they don't have a voice yet. Mm. They're hiding behind that mask of masculinity that really doesn't um, bring them in to teach them about love and vulnerability. Mm. And so they seek women and women that are battered. So I'll, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're going, we're <laughs> right, going right, right, right. Far. We'll so go here, into yeah, that so later. Here on the podcast, when you say something that's profound and something that's so truthful, we call it dropping a jewel. Okay. And right off the bat, you kind of let through, you know, a couple of jewels just sneak through right there. But I had to catch that. And we're going to pull that back. Okay. And I want to get granular because I want to find out who you are. You know, what, what made you, what wins, what, what losses that made you so driven to, to be pushing this, this thing? And who you're going to challenge mm. at the end of this? Oh, that's a loaded question. Yeah, so, the, wait, wait, before, so let, let, me, let me direct this real quickly. Jessica Martinez, where are you from? Where, where's grandma, grandma, and grandpa from originally? So, my family is originally from Caguas, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. Oh, bong, bong, bong. Yo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let me tell you, you got to um, check out this song called, it's called Like Praying. And it was like a We Are the World for Puerto Rico right now to mm. sound the alarm that we're going to rise up no matter what. And it's a video and it shows um, people in the street, although they're in devastation, they're out there doing like the Cupid shuffle or the electric slide. Because what's great about our people, we have indigenous roots and it's the Taino people. And um, they find joy in any circumstance they're in. So like praying, they got a lot of celebrities to create that song. But my family is from Caguas, Puerto Rico. And, and in terms of geographic location, so that my viewers can understand. Okay. You, you, you hear about Ponce. You hear about, you That's know, the South. Yeah. So they got hit hard. Bong. And what geographically, where are you located so they can understand? I'm located in the central east side. And were you guys impacted by the hurricane? Yes. So we don't have any, any electricity. A lot of roads are blocked by trees. Um, so we're depending on the rivers, you know, to bathe. But the thing is now with, you know, rodents and stuff like that, they're in there. There's just a lot of contamination in the water. So it's rough. You mm -hmm. know, we need light. We need resources, clean water, medication, and stuff like that. Wow, wow. So... You know, not to even deviate from that devastation, but what's so what's so funny? I'm hearing the strength that's in indigenous indigenously in those people, yes, and in you. So, grandma, grandpa from Puerto Rico, how did you get here to the mainland, as they would say it? My mother is a bold woman. 
um, and she decided she didn't want to work in the factories making bras. She wanted to be a hairstylist. Okay. And so she migrated to the U.S. via the U.S. Army and didn't know English. So she like ate hamburgers for three months because she didn't know how to take cheese. And um, <laughs> it's crazy. But she knew that that was a vehicle to get her to where she wanted. The so U.S. They, Army. Yes. Was her, and what's she doing the U.S. Army? Did you know? She went through the, what is it, basic training. She was there. And then at that time, there weren't any wars, you know. So then she got the, um, what's that, educational bill? Mm. The GI Bill. Yeah, the GI Bill. And they paid for her licensing to become a beautician, which to me, to be a beautician, you're a community psychologist. That's what you are because you're helping women find their identity by helping them beautify themselves and feel good. And then you're talking to somebody in confidence Being about a therapist. Yeah. So she was a community therapist to me because she wanted to study psychology in, in Rutgers University. But then she got pregnant with me because I was the next question I was going to ask was where was that in that whole mix? So she gets here and that's when she meets your father. Yes. She met my father after she got here. And um, fell in love. My dad is a very smart man. And once I got to have a relationship with my dad, I said, I now know where I get all my depth from. Mm. You know? Okay, let's slow this down because you're kind of speeding this up real quickly. Because <laughs> I kind of want to walk through this because I know what's going to be at the end of this meal. Okay. I already saw the menu. I know what dessert is. My viewers don't. And what I want to do is I want to make sure they understand everything that goes into this production. That is okay. Jessica Martinez and your movement. So let's do this. So now you're born. What's the family makeup like and where were you living? So I was living in Irvington, New Jersey. Okay. Bong. Big upside. Big, big shout out to Jersey. Right down the street from us. Right. So I was um, raised in, New in Irvington, New Jersey. Um, during that time, my parents got separated when I was six years old. You were the only child? I'm the only child at that time. Um, and there was domestic violence. And that's what I want to speak about. And I don't know if it's time to speak about it right now, but. Listen, there's always time to okay. speak about it. So, so my dad, you know, his story is very dynamic too, because he's the youngest of three. Okay. And, um very smart, went to boarding school, didn't have much of a relationship with mom. Dad was died when they migrated from Dominican Republic to Canada. Um, so yeah, cause I'm half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. And um, my dad was the youngest. So he, you know, I think when we're young and things are happening, we, our bodies absorb trauma. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. So he was very smart. He did what he did. And um, he met my mom and fell in love because she had a heart for loving people and loving the good in people. Mm. And so, you know, in the 70s, because I was born in 1977. So as we know, disco and drugs was like yeah, on and popping yeah, yeah. because before that was the 60s, which was the peace and love movement. And true. they were sounding the alarm on all the wars. True, true. So I an believe. Awakening. Right. So I believe they brought in disco distraction, drugs, numb the pain, and then like get off our backs because you're sounding too much of a the alarm mm. and us government people doing what we need to do. So who was the aware one in that whole dynamics? To I think my dad um, because of education, mm -hmm. um, but he was hurt. And, and when you have unmet needs from a childhood's perspective you can get all the education you want but there's an unmet need and so when that came into the picture and then my mom trying to you know that's why they say do not be unevenly yoked when you look for a husband Score because Rosenberg they're gonna Radio. okay jessica martinez <laughs> i gotta pull that back major jewels are being dropped right now and i told you before when you say something profound on this podcast i gotta pull that back because i want my guests i want my listeners to understand the meaning and the application mm. of what you just said when you're unevenly yoked yes so I think it's very powerful that, listen, although we say independent women, we don't need no brothers. We don't need no men because we got the balls. The reality is we got no balls. We got ovaries, though. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is very different. And when we have women that are pumping their fence, like I'm independent woman, I don't need no man. This whole thing, and I learned from myself, comes from a place of disappointment. So I got to pump it up for myself to keep myself sane because there's nobody to depend on. Squad Rosenberg the- Radio. Yo, stay focused here. A lot of jewels <laughs> are being dropped. You, 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 we were, we're in the depth of a very powerful woman. And, you know, the, the fact that you're even dropping, you know, or even this confident, I kind of want to slow that down because I want to find out where did that confident come from? Why are you so secure in your lane? Because there's other women who need to understand the wins, the falls that you've been through. Right. So you're you're delivering this so eloquently. So as as I get to dissect this, so it's mom, dad, you're the oldest? Yes. Then you have a brother. Yes. That's it. But my brother is from another relationship. My stepdad. Mm. So as you And we're eighteen years apart. So as you're growing and you're going through that whole process. Is there something or someone that you remember making an impact that kind of propelled you in this lane? My mother. Why? So my mother, there was a night in my aunt's house, and this is what sparks it all. And this is why this is purple. This is why I support domestic violence, because I was six years old. I'm in my aunt's house, and my mom finally gets the strength to tell my dad that she's leaving him because she has enough evidence. and um, Evidence of? Infidelity. And um, I see my dad try to choke my mom out in the back room. So I get on him, and I'm six years old, and I'm punching my dad in his back. My aunt calls me into the kitchen, which is three rooms over, so that I can eat. And at six years old, I sat at the table, and I'm crying. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? At six years old, I'm able to process, like, why are you more concerned with serving dinner with my two cousins and me versus sounding the alarm on what's happening in the back room? Mm-hmm. So then I'm eating. And then, you know, next thing I know, my mother comes to the table. My dad comes to me. And I have a good relationship with my dad right now. But um, at that moment, he tells me, let it be the first and last time you put your hands on me. He says that to you. Right. So... You know, he goes into somewhere, you know, six years old. I can't remember too much. But my mom is sitting across from me and she says, Jessica, grab my bag and open the door. So I do that. And she says, when I say run, you start running. And so I start running down the stairs and she follows me and we're running in Irvington. And to this day, I know where it's at. It's, you know, we run into this building. The, they're having a party. And the kids are coming out into the hallway looking at me. And I'm just like, what is going on? So my mom asked somebody to use their phone. And then my uncle came to get me. So then he, they pick us up. The next morning, my dad shows up to my aunt and uncle's house. The cars crashed. And um, my uncle left to work because he, he used to work for the Irvington school system. And um, we got in the, in the bathroom and we turned on the shower. So my aunt opens the door and she's like, oh, my God, hey, what's going on? He's like, have you seen, you know, my mom and me? Yeah. And she's like, no, what's going on? And he's like, no. And he has a knife. And he's like, yo, they left. She took, he, she took my daughter from me and we're in the shower. And she's like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, uncle is taking a shower, getting ready for work. If, if I see them, I'm going to let you know this is crazy. I'm going to contact her. You know, but, you know, back in the day, we know pay phones and house phones and stuff like yeah. that. So he leaves. But if he knew that it was only women in that house, how would that have been different? So mm-hmm. the wittiness and the, and the wisdom in that moment. So it was that. And then from that, we migrated to Newark because Newark has a different flavor. North Newark, for that matter, from Irvington. Um and it was more community. It was a Latin community. But let me let me not let you fast forward through that ride because as you're telling me this, I am thinking, holy shit. Right. You're six. Yeah. Grab my purse and run. Mm-hmm. And the fear. How do you filter that? Let me ask you this. Let, let me be more specific. You're in the shower. Water's running. You know he's at the door. And I'm being this granular because I know how strong you are now. Mm-hmm. And I want that girl who's listening to this podcast 
to understand she has what it takes. So you're in the shower. He's at the door. You hear him leave. What do you feel? In that, in what I do remember is mom sitting on the bathtub because it's the old school bathtub that's raised from the floor. Yeah. And um, I'm just in front of her. So it's like mom is being present to me. We're not saying anything because we got to be quiet. So I think that's where I learned to connect to the soul, like mm. energy. So it's the, her energy was telling me, let's just be still and be one. Let's be connected. So I don't remember any instructions. And again, that was years ago. But what I do remember is that we were just being present. Like I was facing her and she was facing me. And it was like grabbing me. You know? Wow. Score Rosenberg podcast. Jessica Martinez. It's, it's rare that, um, as I said before, I'm at a loss for words as you take me on this journey. And I am so grateful for this moment. And you being so willing to go so detailed with me as I take you on this journey, bringing back those emotions and sharing. So as we get ready to take this break on Score Rosenberg podcast, we're going to come back, jump into the transition into the next stage that is, you know, that, that, that other phase that gets yeah. you to where you are right now. And we're going to dissect and find out where she is now, where she's confidently telling all women and men. Amen. To wear your crown. Yes, Score the Rosenberg men. Podcast. Jessica Martinez. We'll be Woo. back up with these messages. One. Score Rosenberg Podcast. Jessica Martinez coming in back as we get ready to rock in on the second half of this wonderful conversation. As a matter of fact, um, as we get ready to, to ring out here, could you bless us with that rendition? <laughs> That was spontaneous, by the way. Could you do that again, please? Could you bless us with that rendition? Oh, Lord Jesus. Come on, go. The Lord is my shepherd. He's all that I want. It was in the moment, but it's it's, true. That's all I I need. That's all all I need. It's all about the moment. It's all about the moment. So I want to make sure that we are definitely, you know, in that moment because what you're talking about and the journey that we're on and where we're going to end up and i don't want to be the spoiler alert okay i just want to let my viewers and my listeners know that you're in for a treat and the end of this is going to be a challenge that we're going to put out to every Mm. woman and man and man so let's continue to dissect to get to that so here you are that poignant moment with your mom in the bathroom Okay. You move on from that and you found what's so funny is through that whole journey, I never heard you said I was scared. I never heard you said I cried. You know, it was I'm just I, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm hearing this. I'm the fly on the wall in your life right now. And I found that within that there was a lot of strength. So now you've moved on from that. Mom got back on her feet, did not get back with that, I'm assuming. Right. What was the adjustment like going forward? What was the high school? What was what was dealing? Now you're amazing. Um, this is where I get my strength from because we moved into North Newark. My mom found an apartment. Um, I think like maybe two years later, there was a fire in the house because the owner was a woman who was married, and her husband set the house on fire and took the two kids out took the two kids to the neighbor, which were my best friends, and um, lit the house on fire. But we lived in the basement, so my mom saw through the crease of the door him pouring gasoline, and she was like, oh, my God. So then when she heard the fire, we got out. So this was our <laughs> moving into North North. Right? Crazy. Serious. So um, we get out. My mother finds another apartment. She meets a tribe. And I think that sometimes when we find our tribe, it seems by accident, but it's all connected because she knew her. She was Cuban. My shout out to my Cuban folks. Yeah, big shout out. Big Ow. shout out to Cubano. Big and shout out. Um, so she then met these other Cubans um, who took my mom in and was like, live in the basement for free. You're, you know, getting on your feet or whatever. And um, nothing. So then from that, my mother just pursued. She always wanted to be a cosmetologist. So then she pursued it. She met someone who was also, you know, wanting pursuing it. And um, long story short, she was like, listen, let's create our own business. Mm. And um, they created their own business. We moved and got our own apartment. And I remember at eight years old, 
I remember being in my apartment because my mother used to grind. So I used to be home alone all the time. And um, I looked around and I was like, wow, these couches, the food. My mother bought no frills. Everything was brand. And I was like, wow, like she made it. You know, like she gave me this comfort. Mm -hmm. We used to go shopping every Monday. You know, August, we would do school shopping, layaway. So she became independent. And I think that is what fueled me to see. And that's why me and my mom are so close. And my sisters here know, like, I'll go out. I'll bring my mom. She's a young, spirited person. Mm -hmm. And it's because we went through the struggle together. And I saw where she went. And that's what inspires me. You know what's so fascinating about that whole journey is, as you're telling me about that whole pull your pants up, you know, strength that your mom had, I am wondering, where did she get that from? Let me let me ask you that question. Now that you're you know that you're older and can look back retrospectively, where do you think your mom got that from? By the way, let's slow this up. What's the name of your mom? Oh dang, government. Um. No, we no we no we want a big <laughs> my mom. mom we want a big oh, mom look up. at that! Look at that! We uh, want a big mom up. Amelia, which is in Spanish is Amelia. Amelia. And um, which is like Amelia Earhart, okay. which was a pioneer woman. Big. So my mom's name is Amelia. And I think that she got her strength from her mom, which is my grandmother. My grandmother's um, husband became an amputee early on. And they had 10 children. What? My grandmother in Puerto Rico. Were they into soccer? No. That's almost a football team right there. Are you serious? <laughs> well, that's how we get down. You know what I'm saying? No, no, that's big. That's big. No, 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 that's big. No, no. That's, so, so I think on. it was that. Let's let's salute Amelia. My mom, yeah. big ups, big Amelia. Out. Big shout out. Big shout out. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is because I know when she was in the strugglement, as we say in Jamaica, when she was going through it. I like she, that word. Yeah. She wasn't thinking about making an impression on you. She was thinking about surviving. Survival. My mom's and, always solution based. And, and look at look at the impression that's made on you for you to be this confident woman. And that's what propelled this right now. And that's why I had to go back to grandma, you know, to hear what she went through for that genetic, you know, seed to be passed right. on. So as we're as we're dissecting this and getting forward, so now you've seen what a superwoman can do mm. in Amelia. And now you're graduate. You're you moving to high school. Yes. What was that like? Had so, a lot of support. I went to high school. I went to arts high school. Arts high school, in Newark, New Jersey. Big up. Right. Big shout out. Big, Where, big shout out to New York, New yes, Jersey. Yes. Um, Gina Campbell okay. Martin graduated from there. Okay. Alumni. Nice. Um, amongst others, um, Savion Glover, all of that. Okay. Okay. Now, yo, drop those names. That's big. Yes. That's big. So. What happens is that... Um, uh, yo, I love that. Yo, stay focused, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> could, you, could you drop that again, please? <laughs> so what happens is that I have to audition to get into this school. Why the arts? Because for some reason, I wanted to be an actress. Okay. Okay? Expression, I guess, you know? <laughs> so I have to audition. I call my grandmother in Puerto Rico, and she's like, you got this. You got it. You got it, you know? Were you nervous? Yes. So I prepped for the role. I got in and I went to arts high school when it was like what seemed 98% African-American. Mm. So I'm Puerto Rican. I'm of color. I'm a woman of color. But don't let this all fool you because my aesthetic speaks of the colonizers. Mm. You know what I mean? So but my heart is um, with my people, you know, so I went through a lot of identity issues. You know, um, but in in our Thai, everybody knew knew me as Boricua because I was like, I, I need to rep my people because I'm a people of color. Um, and so through that, you know, I had a lot of friends that were close to me that are African-American. So from freshman to sophomore year, I only associated with my black friends. You know what I mean? And then it, in my junior year. I was like, okay, let me integrate with my Latino friends. Mm. And so I did that bridge. And so when, I, funny thing, right? So at 16 years old, I was molested. And um, I didn't realize this till later. My GPA went all the way down. And you know, when you apply to college, they look at junior year. 
And um, so I graduated arts high school with a 1.9 GPA, which is a D plus. I was 68 out of 74 graduates. Can I pull up the handbrake real quick? Yes. You dropped something that was interesting because that curveball that you experienced at 16, you were molested. Expound on that. Um, Please. I think that that moment, um, like I have shared this with my mom, so my mom knows. Um, and it was because of a friend from college. I took women's studies. I almost minored in it. And um, she told me, you know, when you don't speak about what's happened to you, you you hide the abuser. So if you're all about this women empowerment thing, you need to speak. And it was the hardest thing I've had to do to this day. Like the hardest. Like when I had to tell my mom, I literally could not speak. Like my voice left, you know what I mean? But I did and uh, we moved on and it was liberating. So, you know, sometimes we need to create a tribe of women that we challenge ourselves. We tell each other the truth and we remind each other of who we are. Like this is who you are. And if this is who you are, this is what you do. Are you doing that? And that's what had me to share. Square Rosenberg podcast. Jewels are being dropped consistently through this conversation. And it is so poignant because of what we're experiencing at this time in right. our life right now. The Harvey Weinstein mm. fiasco, which is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, mm. there's a philosophy that says the iceberg, you know, that what you see at the surface is nothing compared to what's beneath the surface. And to hear you talk about, you know, being molested at 16 and, and sharing that and realizing the impact of sharing that is profound. Right. And I, I want to salute you for doing that. And I had to pull you back to that because in my heart, I feel that there's this 16 year old girl who's being molested right now. Who oh, maybe, no, we sound the alarm on that. Yeah, who may be listening to this podcast <laughs> and realize True. that, hey, True. here's a woman who has gone through that journey and will be able to make this movement. And I salute you for that. I Thank want you. to, I, 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 I kind of want to fast forward to what was that tipping point for this, but let me not do that. Okay. Let's just continue the journey. That experience at 16. You spoke to mom about it. What was her reaction like? Um, her reaction was like, why didn't you tell me earlier? Because I, when I told her, I was 23. Mm. So she was like, why didn't you tell me earlier? And I shared with her the reasons why. And, you know, a lot of times when women are abused or anybody for that matter, not just women, um, there's like shame that comes over you. And we automatically question, what did I do to attract that, to cause that, or to bring that upon my life? And so when we do that, then instinctively we go into protection mode. <clears throat> protect ourselves, protect anybody else that it may impact. <clears throat> we think about siblings, we think about family members, stuff like that. So I went into that, and, and I think that, in essence, that's where I drew my strength from, that it was like, I, I'm going to protect, you know? Um, and it's crazy because all things work together for those who love the Lord. Like, I remember when Ooh. that happened, and I went into my room, and I kneeled down on the floor, and I didn't have a relationship with the Lord like I do now, but instinctively, I kneeled down on the floor, and I was like, God... Like, I'm going to give you my life. Protect me right now. Mm. And to fast forward to now, like my 30s, my I'm 40 now, and to see how the Lord honored that. Like, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. You know what I mean? And I've seen that in the flesh. So it, it adds to that identity. Like, God is always with us, yeah, man. There's, there's something there, though, because at 16, it could have gone so wrong. Yeah, it could have gone left, like no, real no, left. No, seriously, I mean, you know, you going to pray after that experience is the complete, you know, anomaly in the whole equation. 
normally it's drugs, alcohol, and further down that lane. But I will say this. My mom was a single mother who was focused. Like, she had the community like watch my daughter, she be alone, I be grinding. My mom worked like two blocks from my house. Um, so I was in the house a lot. Um, so she had the community. That's that back in the day stuff. Like of course, you could yeah. whip my daughter if yeah. she, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm Jamaican, I can relate to that. <laughs> this is straight, yo. Yo, I can relate to that. Right, son. they give permission yeah, up in here. So. so, you know, I had that. And the other thing that my mom did was she talked to me all the time. My mom, we had a very good relationship. So she taught me that virginity was power. Score Rosenberg Radio. I got it. <laughs> I pull that one up. You know, it's a jewel that's being dropped right now that I'm going to ask you to repeat those words that made that statement, please. That virginity is, is power. power. Just look into the camera and say that again, please. Yo, straight up, virginity is power. Like Woman. this whole, don't don't get me started. This whole D challenge, we got it twisted. Like, and I don't want to take it there, but we have, and can that's I, can, where can all have, this can started. Can, can, can I have we you have Could you power. take it there, please? Could you take it there? Take it there. Oh, Jesus. Take it there. Like, because I know there's been like a clap back to the whole D challenge and like the P challenge and all that. But in reality, we are a world to be explored. Like if we really break it down, when a man, he literally comes into you to experience who we are. And so the reason why a lot of women, and a lot of women might not speak on this, but the reason we feel empty, when we don't have an emotional connection with somebody, you don't know me, you don't see me. You see this, but you don't see me, you don't mm -hmm. connect to me, and you come into me to experience me, and then you leave and don't talk, you become ghost, you whatever, we feel a loss because we gave of ourselves in that moment. Wow, wow. So we're that powerful. Was, like, come on, you coming no, into no, this no, world. No, 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 no. What's so funny is, no, seriously, we, we, we need to. Come on now. No, no. What's so funny is I loved, I, I really appreciated how you slow that whole thing down because, you know, when you hear some of these rap songs, and you hear the the and what's so funny? We kind of deviated from the it's ride. So superficial. No, we no we kind of deviated from the ride because I wanted to finish <laughs> high school, going to college. Okay, but, we yeah, could go back. We yeah, could go back. Know, we kind of deviated, but you know what? What I love is the fact that our society says run up in you. Mm, and we gotta slow that down. You ain't running up in nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know, our society says, you know what? Um, if I pipe one time, I'ma like her. If I pipe two time, I might wife her. That song, you know what I mean? And it gives them all the control. Which, which is, no, but go back to what you just said. I allow you to come into me. You know what somebody told me, my coworker, Ishmael? Um, he said to me, we were talking about sperm, how the sperm swim, swim, swim. So just sidebar, um, it said that male sperm swim fast but die quickly. Female sperm swims slow and lasts long, right? So then he said, when a sperm gets into the egg, people think like, oh, it got in. But he had a different perspective. He said the egg uh, um, decided to open up to let them in. So it gives she the, the female that perspective because we live in a male-dominated world and they always got to exude power and i get that i get where that comes from but it's we need to speak another language to let women know that we also have choice you know we have decision and a lot of times we grow up and and i was part of that too like you want to be chosen like that's when you feel good that's where the competition amongst other women come in where a woman could be married could have a boyfriend but if i could get her man to like me i win but that's wrong score rosenberg podcast um jess i am trying to spoon feed my guests and okay. my listeners through this and we're just giving them so much stuff right now because the truth that you're delivering and i want to make sure they understand that your awakening your enlightening didn't happen overnight no you know there was a journey for you to be this confident and i want them to catch that i want them to be aware of you know your appreciation of the value of a woman so we're gonna take a quick break come back we're gonna dissect 
from college on and then okay. come back and really get into the movement of the Wear Your Crown Challenge here. Score Rosenberg Podcast, Jessica Martinez. We'll be back after these messages. One. I want to give, give a big shout out to everybody that's here rocking out with us. Round of applause to the audience kicking back. You know, it's, it's, it's something always very, very you know, sexy and intellectual when, when there's a connection in our audience because, you know, when we're not digging into, you know, Jessica's story, the, 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 the members in the audience are finding out about each other and just blending. Yeah. And I love that energy. So I want to compliment everybody for being here. As we get ready to, to, to grow into where we are now, transition from high school, mm-hmm. and mom has definitely been that influential factor in your life. Yes. So as you transition, and I haven't heard much about that. No. Um, so my mom got divorced at si- when I was six. And um, my mom had to have a detective follow her for six months because my dad just didn't do well with the separation. Mm-hmm. He was Jamaican, was he? No. Okay. I'm, I'm half Dominican. I'm just okay. saying, we're kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to own, I'm going um, I, I to own some of this right here because we're kind of crazy. We will hold on to you, but. I Go think ahead. more passionate. Like, on. Wow. My new Secretary know? of State, Jessica Martinez. <laughs> As she read for us Jamaicans out here. Yeah, we are very passionate. Go very ahead. passionate. Yeah. And um, so, okay, so I applied for college. I dare apply to college, okay? I had a freaking D-plus graduating, okay? And um, I think my highest accumulative G, um, SAT was like maybe like a nine-something, mm. okay? So I had no business dreaming about no college, okay? And if it wasn't because my mom was on welfare at the time, the school came to interview, William Patterson, shout out Willie Yo, P. Willie P. Big shout out to Woo-hoo. Willie P. Big shout out to <laughs> Willie P. Pioneers, because they are the pioneers. They're seeking hungry people that want to make a, ch- a difference. Mm. Okay? So they came to interview at my school and they said, okay, these are your grades. This is your background. This is your financial background, but I want to meet you. Mm. So we had a one on one interview. It was like group and then one on ones. And after that one-on-one interview, I got accepted. Like, I was told, you got accepted. Sold yourself. Right. So then um, I get accepted. I wanted to be an actress because I studied theater in um, high school. True. Arts. So once I get accepted to William Patterson, they discontinue the theater major. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'll go undecided. I'll decide in sophomore year and um hence my journey started i at in seventh grade i wanted to become a probation officer um because i had just had a heart for you know um my uncle was a victim of drug abuse <clears throat> then mental illness um my uncle was like my father for the most part like we would come home i had two cousins and he would bring us all our favorite treat like mm. i loved crimpets my my cousin loved chocolate cupcakes you know mango everybody fought for like the seed yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. so that was my my father per se but you know 70s i got caught up in drugs mental illness bipolar schizophrenia and died homeless so and that impacted our family and it broke our family you know my cousins that i grew up with they moved to puerto rico and so i just was like i want to study you know my my fam one of my family members got caught up in the criminal world and i knew that it was the lack of that like Mm -hmm. that that breakup you know Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to study criminal justice and um, figure out the root of things so i said all right i'll do criminal justice I go to college, and in college, when I came in, I discovered a group of women that were bold, you know? Mm. And not only were they were bold, but they said, you know, one of their chants were, you know, I don't need no brothers because we got the balls. So I was like, okay, yes, okay. you know? What, 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 was the, what was the name of these women? So it was an organization called Lambda Tau Omega, Sorority Incorporated. 
And um, so they would they would come out with this like masculine energy, like we don't need no brothers, we got the balls, like what? And they would chant with this manly voice, but yet their mascot was an enchanting mermaid. So I was like, ooh, I like oh, that. Okay, I like that okay. that paradox, you know? And uh, we would carry ourselves as women and giving women that that sense of independence. Like you gotta rise up, you gotta speak for your for your tribe per se. You know, we are yeah, women yeah, that yeah, are yeah. sounding the alarm on and remember, we come from a, the majority of us at the time were of Latino descent. But let's not get it twisted. You know, when we're in the Caribbean, we're mixed. We're Afro-Caribbean, okay? Well said. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was very well said because we're all from that same Hello. order. How, how you doing, right? <laughs> so colonizers brought that European flavor while we're in the Caribbean. So, you know, through that transatlantic slave trade, you know, Africans were dropped off there too. And then there were already indigenous people there. So that's where we get this mix. So I dare to say that Latinos are the representation of unity. <clears throat> because also with indigenous people, there's that Asian influence in there too. True. So true. we are the culmination of all the that, nations. Yeah. You know, um, so we have trauma. We have generational trauma, too, that has been, you know, not addressed. And, you know, hopefully we'll talk about no, but that you, later. But your, your awareness of, of all that. Yeah. You know, and even as you filter that through your journey, you know, because one of the things that I think I picked up along your whole, you know, up to college and even join that sorority. Right. And let's take this moment and slow this down. Could we mention that group again, please? So, Lamentown Mega Sword Incorporated. Whoop, whoop. See? So, yeah, we were very bold. And um, we liked that dynamic to show the feminine and also show the masculine. Because a lot of us, like, once I joined the organization, I noticed that what brought us together was that we all witnessed women in our family um, become submissive to the point that they lost their voice. Mm. So we're talking about um, a culture of women that suffered infidelity, um, men, husbands, having children out of wedlock, um, these same women raising those children out of wedlock as if they were part of the family, um, and just always having that strong front, like, nope, I'm not going to get divorced because I win. I didn't make that choice. My husband made that choice. So I'm not going to disgrace myself and my family unit because of the decision that he made. <clears throat> so I'm going to stay in this relationship. And I, although that's honorable, behind the curtain, though, what does that do to a woman? It, it chips away at you because you feel rejected. You're disappointed. You're disillusioned. And you're hurting. And then there's no trust. I am, I'm very curious at, at how sensitive you are to all these stimuli that we all mm. experience, uh, our women experience. Let me be more specific on that. And as you're journeying through this, it sounds like you went through a relationship that allowed you to experience both sides. You good, brother. You good. You good. <laughs> no, because, you know, my, my job is to really, here's what I want to do. I want to show the relatability mm -hmm. because there's somebody listening to this, maybe watching this, that's going, damn, I'm in that position right now. You know, and what does she do? So I want to go back to this. Your mom definitely showed you how to be a strong woman. Going through college, the sorority you joined showed you that there are strong women out there. Yes. Regardless of what they've been experienced. What was that relationship for you that said, hey, I have to find my strength? Mm. Okay, so in college, I met someone um, who was like, on the same journey I was, the journey of getting educated, the journey of representing our community. Okay. And saying we're gonna be, I don't know. Was he good looking? Yes. Okay. Um, very attractive and um, had a voice, was compassionate, was able to be vulnerable, humble, 
um, and also supported uh, my feminist views oh, at the big. time. Wow. Right? So, but that's another story. Um, I think I am more of a humanist, not so much of a feminist anymore, like humans. Um, but he was very, like, present to that. So I was like, awesome. We're going to elevate our community. We're going to educate our people. And I saw a future in this person, you know? And so there's a saying that says, you attract who you are, not who you want. Slow that down. Score Rosenberg podcast. Another jewel being dropped right now. Let's say that again, please. You attract who you are, not who you want. So outwardly, this was like, great. This is going to be a man that's going to lead me. He seems smarter than me. He's driven. Um, great accountability. We had a relationship for 10 years. You know, so this was somebody, you know, that I saw a future with. Absolutely. You know, so but I had deep childhood wounds, as I discussed, um, a lot of dad issues. um, And um, yeah, you can't. I heard a saying recently that said sometimes what you need healing with what the love you're looking for, no other human can give you only the Lord, you know? Mm. So I was looking for this man to heal these unmet childhood needs. And that's not his job. It's not his job. You know what I mean? So it sucks because you hold this person responsible for that. And now I'm a woman, so I don't know nothing about being a man, but just on that strength, that's a lot. That's a lot because if a man says, I love you, I want the best for you, I see potential in you, and then we grow together in that vulnerability. And then I, this thing manifests. And then I make you responsible for healing that. That's a lot. Mm. That's a lot for you. So that's when mm. men go into this thing like, holy crap. You know, number one, a lot of women say men are dogs, men are stupid. I don't think so. I think that men are very smart. And so a man will pick could you, could up. You, could you slow down? Say that again, please. Men are very smart. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Score Rosenberg Radio, Score Rosenberg Podcast, Jessica Martinez, the, the, the initiator of the Wear Your Crown Challenge, yes. dropping a jewel here. Men are very smart. They go in. really much are. So what happens is a man will pick up um, when a woman is in love with their potential. So what happens, it can be flattering, but at the same time, it could be nerve-wracking because then it's like, what if I never amount to that potential? Then she will never love me. Wow. Um, what's so funny Or is, does she love me even in the first place? You know, what, no, what's so funny is I was having this conversation, and I'm going to not mention this person's name because I'm sure they want to stay incognito. But right before we started, we were talking about the apple in the tree analogy. And um, we were talking about the impact women have on men by staying high up in the tree. Mm. Because when we walk along, we have two options. We Come either, on. We can either climb that branch to get up to that gorgeous apple, or we can walk along and pick something up that's already on the floor. Right. You know, and that's the power that women have. And I'm Amen. so connected to what the energy you're dropping right now because I have been aware and applied it in my life. And that's what's gotten me this far. You know, it got me out of the cave. It got me to brush mm. my teeth, put a, you know, put clothes on <laughs> to get a job. <laughs> you know, thank you. So as, as we're dissecting this and, and we're getting through this, there's a lot of power that's coming from what you're saying. And it's so diplomatic, you know, because you're reminding women of the power they have. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I tried to pull you back into that relationship that propelled you into being this superwoman or this wonder woman. And you got through it very fast. Okay. I'm going to let you ride. Because no, no, no. You're gonna Let's be back. do it. Let's do you, it. You're going to get back here. But at the end of that relationship, mm. it's easier said than done. What did you learn? I think for sure at the end of that relationship is when I found an intimate relationship with the Lord. Mm. Because I knew, like during that relationship, there was a moment where... It was like a whisper in my heart. Like I, I, I knew that there was depth to me. Like I wanted to be loved on a deeper level, 
you know. And um, at one point in the relationship, I decided I wanted to become celibate. It was like a Holy Spirit moment, like, what do you think about this idea? And I'm like, oh, that is awesome because it's going to allow, once I take the sexuality of out of it, like, I, I know that I'm beautiful aesthetically. Um, and I know that God has blessed me with a very popular body, you know, and, um, I'm very passionate. (laughs) I'm very passionate. So it just all works itself in, Mm -hmm. but it upstages who I am in my soul. Because of the physical attributes. Right. And I wanted to be loved on a soul level. Jessica, I am fascinated at your awareness on every level you know what i mean even when you were six you were aware you know the lord you know hello as as you grew through everything you just been so aware and here we are i want to find out october is domestic violence awareness month for some dumb reason harvey weinstein is in a home run right now how so a home run in bringing the awareness to oh for the cause yeah i gotcha you, you follow no seriously yeah, he yeah, is yeah, yeah. you know you got to really look at things this it, whole me too thing yeah the, the meat everything about it is now culminating and supporting the wear your crown challenge mm. i want to take a quick break okay i want to come back in i want to mix that all up and i want you to tell everybody about the wear your crown challenge mission and then I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put this out there now. I want to ask you to challenge three celebrities, three celebrities to wear your crown. Square Rosenberg podcast, Jessica Martinez, we're getting deep here. The Wear Your Crown Challenge, one. Square Rosenberg podcast, Jessica Martinez. We're rocking in on the last segment of this fascinating powwow. It's been a journey and a interesting journey to say the least and that's been modest because there's so much depth and so much to how disrespectful you know let's put him on the let's put him on the call who who is it answer my, the phone my mother answer the phone put her on the call put her close to the mic hello put her on speaker <laughs> Hold it to the mic. Estoy ahora mismo grabando. To the front, to the front. Grabando, porque está tan lleno. Estoy aquí hablando de mi vida. ¿Tú terminaste ahí? Y eso para donde, en casa de que tú vas a No, mami, donde, donde, where we took the photo shoot. Yes. Keep, keep it to the front. Okay. No, 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 no. Have her say Score Rosenberg Radio. <laughs> Screw that. Have Mami, her say Score Rosenberg Radio. Radio, whatever you say. Minutos. Está bien, bendición. Okay, bye. Score Rosenberg podcast, Jessica Martinez. It was that My Amelia? Mom. Yes, but AKA Amalia. Everybody uh, calls her Amalia. Amalia, thank you so She's much for like calling in. The mayor of Newark. Everybody yeah, knows do, my mom. Do it. I, yo, yo, I love that. I love that. Big shout out. It's, Let's give her. Let's give a My mom's calling me at eleven twenty. Yeah, let's give a big shout out, <laughs> shout out to Amelia calling in on the middle of the podcast, getting some of this energy right here. But as we get ready to wrap and um, you know get to why we're here, the wear your crown challenge. Yes. The journey of Jessica Martinez has been fascinating. It's also been inspiring and very driven. So here we are. Wear your crown challenge. Why and what is the wear your crown challenge? Um, the why, it's interesting. I was on Instagram and um, I saw this young 14-year-old and um, she had a, a certain pose with a hashtag on there. 
Well, not a hashtag, but like a snap comment. And I won't say what it is because then the person will know who it is. But um, when I saw that pose and that comment, what immediately, like the Holy Spirit just spoke in my heart. It was like, she's crying out. Mm. You know, she's crying out. You saw beyond the post. Yes. It's like she's crying out for significance, attention, and love. Mm. You know? So we're living in a culture right now that is driven by social media. <clears throat> Number two, there are, you know, celebrities, trends, and things that are out that are elevating women it's empowering women in a certain avenue it's like do this and be this and you'll get significance and you'll get honor and you'll get praise and it's very risky you know because um that's why i wanted to bring it like immediately it was like you're a queen like a queen has value a queen um there's a mystery to her that has to be unveiled and there's not a lot of unveiling right now it we are all for the showing mm -hmm. we're showing side boob <laughs> we doing d challenges yeah, 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 yeah. we go doing in. slut walks go in go in go in. Go in. i'm not here to shame anybody you know what i mean or or sound the alarm or clap back on that because every woman has their testimony and I'm not nobody to take away that because that's real. Mm. But I'm all I'm saying is I want to create another lane because this lane got mad people on it. This lane right here is known as corny, whack, and quiet. And what what what's 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 the corny and whack lane called? It's called being a being a queen, being a woman, walking in mystery. Mm. So when we deal with men. That's, and that's a whole nother thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think that... I remember in college, um, we had boys. You know what I mean? And Because we were all in the struggle together. We all pledged together. And we would tell them, like, yo, once you pledge, don't be acting brand new. Don't be acting like a celebrity. Like, you don't know us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once they crossed over into that organization, you become a celebrity. So women are, are, are entertaining you and you mm. get distracted or whatever and then you forget about your root friends. And it's like, yo, what's up? So we remember that these men will come back to the college dorm rooms and we'll talk about these other women, right? And say they're this and they're that. And I remember us clapping back and saying, yo, but you in front of their face, you applaud all of their behavior and you make them seem like they're significant. But then you come behind the closed door with other women and men and you talk bad about them. Mm. That's jacked up. You know what I mean? And so that's what I want to clap back on. That there are men clapping in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. But, you but behind the closed door, they're dishonoring you. Yeah. And so we need to take that back and say, oh, no, it's this is a garden. Trust and believe. There's a lot of fruit up in here and you can live off all of it mm. so you there's no other thing that you need because i could provide mm. and so we need to be in alignment with men that understand that and know that they want their backyard their field their home to be the provider of nutrients of protein of everything that they need to survive and and excel and elevate mm. so we that starts with us it does. That, that it really starts does. with it, us. It really and we've, does. we've strayed away from that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's a crying out for men, too, because there's a lot of men out there that, that front and they love this lifestyle, but they're lonely. They're, they're so lonely and they're broken and they don't trust. And, and in part, men have a, have, a, have a responsibility to that by their choices. But us women, too, we got we to gotta take the responsibility for that. Because we need to set the standard. Which is, which is really what it comes back to, you know, and realizing that women do set the standard. They do. Um, the Wear Your Crown Challenge. So you, you experienced that, that, that hashtag from that young lady. Right. You're reminded that women are all queens. Indeed. The crown. Yes. Where did that come from? 
Um, it came from back when I ended my 10-year relationship and my whole world shattered. I had to go live with a friend because I couldn't afford my own rent because I depended. Once you join with somebody, you the rent, the bills, all of that stuff <clears throat> becomes two. And so now, you know, I found myself in a very different place. I was engaged. Like, the whole world that I imagined and dreamed of just shattered. So um, in that moment, I just found the Lord like and, you know, people that have gone through this journey, they just it's unexplainable. <laughs> it's like on a deep, like spiritual level where it's like I have you all to myself. And it's like an intimate journey where they show like the Lord showed me how valuable and precious I was and and held me. I love how you've always through this entire powwow podcast interview dissecting jessica martinez you've consistently interjected god yes the power he's had, <laughs> that, you know, the power he's had on your life and how he's counseled you and I, I i have to admit also that it seems as if your moves have also been very strategic and i think it's because of that relationship mm. you know ten, people tend to have a re religious you know yeah religion you know, is only rules Score Wars Word Podcast, Jessica Martinez <laughs> dropping jewels all day. You know, could we say that again, please? Religion is only rules. I'm, I'm talking about intimacy with the Lord, encounter. Like, he's real. <clears throat> like, he just wants to love on us so bad if we could just be still. So, we're going to have her back, and we're going to dissect more of this. However... Okay. Before we close, in one of the pre-interviews we had, you mentioned that the Wear Your Crown Challenge does not apply specifically and only to women. Right. It applies to men. Yes. Expound on that. So if we think about the times where there were kings and queens. Yeah. To be a king... Um, and you know, there's historical facts on who kings were and their motives and intentions. But if we could bring it back to now, like one of the things that I want to challenge men is like, if we were to be living in times where you see how you wear a watch, watch is big. Like the, you it know, is, it is. it is. So just like we wear watches as an accessory to let us know what time it is. If men wore crowns to let them know to stay in alignment with who they and, and accountable to who they say they are. It's like, what three things as a man would you say your crown represents? Wow. It represents protection. It represents security. And it should also represent honesty. Mm. For me. Okay. And I think that may be varied, but how did I answer those questions? No, it, it really speaks about where you're at in your life right now. And I think that, you know, asking ourselves, what does our crown represent? It might change over time. You know what I mean? Wow. Very profound. Very. And it, and it speaks to where we're at in our, in our journey. And so as we go on our journey, a crown is a representation of this is who I am or this is who I want to become. And am I walking in alignment to that? And when I'm not, I got to check myself. That's why for some of us, we wear physical crown. And there are some women that, that believe, like, I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's silly. Um, but for some of us, you know, we need that physical, you know, thing. Um, so for men, I think is that, you know, if you're if you're going to be the king of your home, the pastor of your home, you got to first define what your crown means. And are you walking in alignment to that? Mm. And let your woman know that and know where her crown means, because then together you elevate the kingdom. Score Rosenberg podcast. That was so powerful. The way it just flew so fluid. I mean, that was amazing the way you delivered that. And, you know, as we get ready to wrap on this. Um, the Wear Your Crown Challenge goes out to both males as kings, females as queens. Yes. And you want to remind and remain as kings and as queens. Amen. And conduct yourself accordingly. That's what the challenge is all about. Yes. So let me ask you this. 
you have the crystal ball. You can reach out and challenge. I do not have the crystal ball. The Lord knows all. Yeah. (laughs) But I hear what you're saying. Go ahead. No, you have that. And you can now challenge three celebrities. Three celebrity. Five. I'll give you five. Okay. I'll give you top Tracy five. Tracy Ellis top, Ross. Well, well, hold up. Hold up. Let me pull this back. Top five. <laughs> My sister. Top five celebrities you would like to challenge to wear your crown. Okay. And I would love for you to sprinkle some male celebrities in there also. So they could be kings. All right. Jessica Martinez. Look into the camera. Bong. Let's go. Tracy Ellis Ross, because she does such an awesome job, and she's an elder who wears it so well. Alicia Keys. Because with her natural movement, I love it. Um, ooh, Gina Rodriguez, Jane the Virgin. I love her swag and what she stands for. Devon Franklin, my brother. Uh, Hollywood Ten Commandments, you speak in truth. And Sharif, who's this man from California who really speaks on the depth of identity and relationships. So... That's who I challenge, and um, it's just hashtagging where your crown challenge and what your crown represents. Score Rosenberg Podcast, Jessica Martinez. Thank you so much for being here. To to those celebrities they mentioned, let's just really... Okay, yeah. To those celebrities that she challenged, I want to make sure you 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 really step up, and and we're going to really make sure you get to see this and, and step up to that challenge. Jess... There's a question I ask my guests when they're always here. Okay. I give you the magic wand. There's two things you can make an impact on in this world. Mm-hmm. Two things that you can change. What would be those two things? Um, for people to hold on to their journey, like the trauma, the hurt, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and to also heal that. Because once you get healing, that inner healing, that peace, and bring that joy back in your life, you can be very impactful and very powerful. Score Rosenberg Radio, another jewel as we close here. Jessica Martinez will be back to dissect more of this journey. We're going to be challenging people through the end of this year. Yeah. Let's not just make October the month. Absolutely Let's not. Let's make the next three months, October, November, December, the month mm. where we'll have a powwow. We'll challenge other celebrities, the Wear Your Crown Challenge, expand it to male and females. Squirrel Rosenberg Radio, Squirrel Rosenberg Podcast. Check us out. We're going to be closing on this. November. One anti-bullying month so this can totally chime into that all right thank you good job brother it's broke there's money to be made i'm on the road to the riches you in another lane i'm all alone at the